Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of In The Sheets. Today I am joined by my beautiful partner, Mr. Lewis Huckstep. How are you feeling today, Lewis, about being on the podcast? I'm very cold, uh, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with the podcast, it has everything to do with the temperature of the Gold Coast. It's but, quite cold in this room. Uh, yeah, it's very chilly, so I'm uh, lathered up, but um, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling excited and uh, it's been a while since we've had a conversation on camera. It's probably been... Are you, About eight months, I think, since we've done a podcast together. Epic. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what the... Now uh, I'm in control. Yeah. I ask the questions this time. How's it feel? (laughs) It feels good. I'm a little nervous, to be honest, but I'm very, very excited for the topic that we are going to be discussing today because I've had a lot of messages on my Instagram about this particular topic and also the way that we in our relationship have this dynamic. So today's episode is going to be all about threesomes, but we are mainly going to be talking about our experience as a couple having threesomes uh, together. So our relationship dynamic, how we go about organizing them, our boundaries, our open conversations, and just how to have them in a really ethical way that leaves both people feeling fulfilled and no one's feeling jealous or anxious. So if you guys are in a relationship watching this, this there's going to be some really great information for you guys that we're going to be discussing. And then I will also be talking about my own experience doing threesomes as a single person. Beautiful. So I think the best way to start this podcast would be how did threesomes even come about in our relationship? I know that you were the one who kind of initiated that with our relationship when we first started dating. So I would love to ask you, where did that need and desire sort of come from? And why were you so sure that that's what you wanted in this relationship? Uh, I guess where that started, so to, it, I, I'd have to go back even further from even when I knew who you were. And for anyone that's watching on YouTube, the camera keeps focusing in and out, so we do apologize. But uh, the uh, back before I, when I was single, um, I was single for a very long time because I had I had negative beliefs around relationships. I grew up and I'd seen my my family structure be very, uh, I guess, emotionally and physically abusive in their relationship um, and friends and family members like my friends would cheat on their partners growing up. So I had very negative viewpoints, negative um, beliefs around relationships, to be honest. So it, um, it was something I actually avoided for a long time. And, uh, and as I kind of went through, I guess, my sort of spiritual development and I started to sort of obviously learn and, and, and ask questions around myself and what a relationship looks like. Do I want one? Do I want kids? Do I want a family? And what does what do I want out of a relationship? Uh, I wanted to, that uh, a problem that kept popping up and I know it does show up for so many uh, people in relationships or singles is the concept of having one person to have sexual experiences with for the rest of your life. And it was something that I couldn't get my head, head wrapped around. And uh, frankly, that was probably a big factor into why it is that I stayed single because it's like, I don't want to, um, I guess selfishly, I, I don't want to just have one person to have experiences with because I'm a big experienced person energetically. I'm a big hugger. If anyone meets me, that anyone's met me, I'm a big hugger. I'm a big energy sort of person. And as um, as a masculine um, core person, um, I'm I, I, I get attracted to people's energies and to have the thought of not being able to experience other people, other cultures, other, like me and Georgia will probably tie into this in the podcast, but we have ambitions of traveling and experiencing other people from other cultures and other experiences. So I guess I was 
doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of healing, a lot of uh, growth and development, business and professional wise. And I looked into books such as the uh, the Way of the Ethical Slut. I looked into books of the um, the Superior Man. I looked into books of um, other sort of dating books that I'll bring up throughout the podcast. But I was just doing all this, um, I guess research and learning about myself and what it is that I wanted in a relationship and I didn't think it was possible until reading books like I just mentioned and then I guess it was just being upfront with you when I kind of we came together and it was one of our earlier conversations yeah where it was very like, early on it was before we were officially dating it was just kind of it was a reason why um, I said initially that I wasn't interested in a relationship because I didn't think what I wanted someone else would be okay with and not even be okay with because that's not the answer. It, the other person, it's what they want as well because I thought it was too selfish to be able to have... Because it there's there's pro it's it's the grass is always greener. Like It's when you're with the one, you want to be with the many. When you're with the many, you want to be with the one and you'd want that security and love of uh, having that person to, to get into bed every single night with and have that intimate connection with. But then you want those experiences and it's like, how do you have the best of both worlds when you've grown up in a white, white picket fence, get married, have kids and have that sort of family structure? Um, if that's kind of the norm, um, is it even possible? So I guess it was just having from that experience and then bringing that and having that conversation with you to see if that's something that you're you're that you'd be want to do and um that's i guess kind of how, how how it brought it to us so yeah yeah i remember that conversation i myself came from a very conventional monogamous sort of background i up a few years before that i actually had some experience with people who were in open relationships and i thought that they were just disgusting and the worst types of relationships i was very like hardcore monogamous but again like those books you mentioned the um, the way of the superior man, the ethical slut. I started reading those and it started really opening up my mind to that. But I, I really distinctly remember that conversation and I was like, oh my God. Cause in my experience, I had had threesomes in the past as a single woman and they honestly weren't that great. So I was kind of like, do you even know what, what these are? Like, have you had them before? Cause I don't think you had really had any at that point. I had, uh, at like, like as you been having fun back in the day just silly parties and stuff like that but yeah nothing like not none of the ones that i i wanted the energetic connection ones it was more like you're drunk at a party type mm. of thing so yeah that's what mine were like too it was very much you're drunk at a party you're just doing it because you want to kind of tick it off the bucket list and they just weren't the greatest experiences because it was with the wrong people and for the wrong reasons so when you kind of said that to me in that first conversation i was like okay, I kind of had to have a big breath and really kind of weigh, weigh that up before I said yes to it. And I did say yes. And I'm going to be honest here. And this is, we're going to kind of go into like establishing boundaries and being really clear on what you want. But when I initially said yes, I actually really didn't want to at all. I was very on the fence, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go because I really, really like you. And I really want to try out this relationship. And so it took us a while to do the first threesome because I think I was still kind of in that mindset of, I don't really know if this is what I want. And then we did the first one. How was that for you? I'm trying to think back when it was. was it, it was a while ago. Was it M? Is that who it was? Yeah. Uh, really uncomfortable. <laughs> it was really uncomfortable because I think, um, I think uh, when you have a perception of something like, and and going from the conversations I've had with people that have asked me about it and people that 
Uh, I guess they're trying to, in their words, get their partner to agree to it, which it, with that sort of attitude that kind of is leading you, setting you up to fail type of thing. Um, it's, um, it's they, they kind of just have the perception that you just come in and it's just uh, like the uh, like what you see online. It's what you see in the porn, porn videos where it's just um, sex, sex is in the air, everything's just jumping all over each other and it's just... Um, it's just seamless and effortless and it's all kind of staged to a degree. And I think that flows so nicely yeah. and everyone's having a good time and everyone's, you know, orgasming at the same time. And Yeah. So <laughs> it's, that was definitely, um, cause I'd never done it in this style. I can, <clears throat> I'd say like the immature versions when I was younger was not what it is that I was envisioning and what it is that I was wanting. Um, but obviously getting then into it, it's, um, it's, it's, it's different, obviously just trying to, uh, I guess, make that environment comfortable for everyone. So that's, um, (laughs) you're a fidget art as well. Uh, we're playing with Ben's. Um, and, um, I guess it was, yeah, it was just getting, I guess, comfortable, with each other and actually being okay with it. I thought it was a, a great experience for both of us to actually be okay and let down the walls and being able to actually communicate really well. I guess we'll, we'll probably touch on this um, uh, to communicate really, really well and how to pre-frame before. So like uh, Georgia mentioned the, the word boundaries, but having clear communication going into it debriefing afterwards um but being present like one there was obviously uh, for me anyways um i was very much overthinking the whole thing uh, before we got started with it all but once you get into it and you just let it happen and you let um whatever uh picking the right person probably comes into it as well making sure that you're really clear with the person that you're talking to i guess why you guys are doing it as a couple like for the couples that are watching this why you're doing this you're not doing this just because the guy in most instances just want to, wants to get with another couple girls or something and the girl's just going along with it because she feels shit about her partner maybe leaving her if she doesn't say yes to it versus we want this because we want to experience other people together. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. but Yeah, it did. Yeah. And like you just touched on a thing about like you don't want to be that guy who's just where the girl's doing it because she feels like she has to. And I kind of want to touch on that because initially in our relationship, when I said yes, I was a little bit like that, but it wasn't because I didn't want to have these experiences. I was a very insecure person in the beginning of our relationship and I had a couple of really bad threesome experiences. I had one that was with another girl where another girl and a guy and I was left out and it kind of was just like tainted in my memory. So I had this reference point to a really bad experience where I felt really insecure and left out. And I was so in my head about this happening if we were ever to do threesomes that, you know, we'd get in there and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I've had her a million times. Like this is a shiny new toy, basically, like and I would just be left out or pushed aside and not really have much attention on me. And I was very insecure and very in my head that, you know, what if what if they're better than me? Because I at this point, I hadn't really dealt with a lot of my own insecurities and confidence issues. And I know for a lot of you listening, if you've listened to other of my podcasts, a lot of my own issues were my whole identity and self-belief and self-worth was wrapped up in my ability to be the best sexual person, like to be the best in bed, to be the most attractive. So the thought of having another woman in the room where I could potentially not be the best in the, in the bedroom, I could potentially not have the best body or not be the most attractive that was the really, really scary part for me. It wasn't that I didn't want to do these experiences. I was just so freaked out about not being the best, which 
in my head, I knew was a really stupid reason to not be trying new things. But when we had our first experience, that was definitely in my mind. And it turns out that it was a completely stupid thing to be thinking about because it was the weirdest thing. I was so insecure and so in my head beforehand about doing this and so nervous about that happening. And then we got into it and I was like, holy shit, like I didn't feel any jealousy. I didn't feel any insecurities. I actually felt more emotionally connected to you than I had ever felt before. Like I think there were moments during it where we would make eye contact or something and I would just be like, wow, like this is so special that I can share this with you and that I'm like, I felt so much more in love with you in those moments. And the jealousy things that I thought were gonna come up didn't. I like, I remember, cause I was so paranoid about being left out, but I remember there was a moment where you were focusing on her for a little bit and I was actually enjoying that. Like I really surprised myself and really kind of overcame those insecurities in the moment. And that was a really, really profound moment for me because it's actually the moment that I realized that I was bisexual. Um, so it was, it was kind of how I figured out that I was really into women and really attracted to women because I had a really, like a lot of fun with the woman myself, like just us when we were doing this threesome. And that was something that I was not expecting. I was expecting just to be really jealous and competitive with her. So the first experience that we had together was super, super eye opening for me as a woman, because I felt like it tackled a lot of my insecurities and a lot of these negative thought patterns that I've had for years. And it was kind of reshaping my expectations and experiences of threesomes and even open relationships. I believe we started to have more conversations about our relationship structure in general. And again, that's kind of been changing the longer we go around. I mean, when we first started, I was jealous if you even liked another girl's photo, whereas now I'm kind of like, yeah, let's kind of figure out who we want to have in the bedroom next. Um, So that kind of ties me into the questions that I kind of want to ask you is how do we as a couple kind of initiate threesomes in a healthy way? Because like you said, the reason that we have threesomes is not because, oh yeah, we just want to bang other people. I think both of us are very much on the same page where it's, it's about having these energetic experiences together, being able to experience other people's energies and other people's like sexual dynamics together as a couple and together as a couple, how can we come closer together and have these incredible experiences together that actually shape us and bond us and make us even closer, both Mm. sexually, both mentally, both energetically. So I know that it's been very hard to kind of find the right people for us because a lot of people just want to have sex because they're having sex. Whereas for us, it's very much not like sex is kind of like the afterthought. It's very much about we've got to have a connection with this person. We've got to feel energetically connected. Like for me, if we're doing it with a woman, I have to feel like she wants to be there with me as well. It can't just be, oh, she wants to bang Lewis and I'm just kind of there. It has to be like, she's into both of us. And I have to feel a really strong energetic connection with the girl personally in order to feel comfortable. So how do we go about initiating those types of conversations with people, even bringing it up to have an experience like this when I feel like our criteria is a little bit- um, It's good. Strict, uh, that, yeah. No, but like the, the stricter, the better. It's like the um, we haven't had these experiences, but we've obviously got friends that are kind of in this world as well, and they've shared. Um, I'm referring to uh, the uh, I don't want to use people's names, but the uh, couple in in Brizzy um, that uh, they're very much into this world. We've we've caught up with them for lunch, uh, for dinner actually in Brizzy, uh, and they like they shared with us an experience where they met up with this um, this couple, and they like like they kind of then got not forced but influenced to go straight back to their house and get straight into it and they told they just said how such a bad experience it was for them because they hadn't actually connected with that those people they didn't really kind of do the 
due diligence for for a better better, better word. And um, so I guess to answer your question, it's a big question, but I think the question is make sure you're clear on, I guess, what it, again, why are you both doing it? What are both your boundaries? What are you guys uh, both wanting out of it? Uh, get clear on, I guess, what that person looks like, a male and female. And then probably, I guess, a, a topic before that is, I guess, the structure of it. Because, again, I find a lot of um, do, guys will get into this just to get all the girls in, but they'll only be okay with the girls and not the guys. So, being But a, it's got to go both ways. I don't believe it has to, though. It depends. Cause some, <laughs> for me, anyway. Yeah, for what for what is that you want? Because like, it, you could say it goes both ways for me. I don't um, – I, I, I'm, I'm straight, so I don't um, – do with the guy we do it with the female where it's the other way with yourself um so it depends on your structure if you're a, a heterosexual bisexual uh, etc just make sure you guys are both clear on i guess the expectations and again it has to be fair fair for both what it is that you guys want um and then work the next step would probably be what the boundaries are what it is that you guys mm-hmm. what's allowed what's not allowed are you using protection not not using protection what things i guess and it's different everyone and george actually alluded to it as we kind of as we get better as a as a as a unit together, um, we get clearer on what what it is that we can do, and I guess some of the I guess boundaries get stretched out. Not from a push the boundaries, but as those insecurities in both of us get better, that we don't really have those boundaries. Because if anything, mm. I haven't really said it like this, but probably boundaries are there to because insecurities are there, and as you work on your insecurities, your uh, a lot of your boundaries won't have to be necessarily as strict. So. Get clear on what it is you both are wanting out of that experience. Get clear on what your boundaries are, and then I guess how to find them is probably the uh, the harder one. Is like actually because like um we have a rule uh, like um for me that I've run run businesses that there's um, no one within the businesses are ever involved. Keep pe- personal and professional separate. Uh, but then like for me personally, I don't really have much of an, a social life. So for me, it's very much through social media. I just kind of sort of uh, connect with people online and. It is a hard conversation to bring up. I'm not gonna lie; I haven't really found a, an elegant way to do it. But um, you can't—they—they they generally will maybe see kind of like a podcast like this, and they'll probably ask a question to me about it. Uh, we've used dating apps before; that definitely can work. And having it on a dating app where you explain why, like say you use, um, you say uh, have photos of both the couple on uh, on there, and have a, a real. A transparent description and ours is along the lines of we're not looking someone who's just looking for a quick quick bang it's for someone that we do connect with we are um we are uh feel safe with transparent with and that we want to invite into our relationship uh so yeah i think finding them is definitely something I'd, i can't say i'm a professional at because um it is uh it's definitely something i think we're both getting better at but i guess when you're in this world you kind of connect with people and you kind of find your way um with people um, just by, Mm. I guess, pursuing it, I guess. Yeah, and I just kind of want to touch on something that you said there about like making sure that it's fair. Like it definitely has to be something that is discussed between both people in the relationship where it's got to be a win-win. So for me, for example, I very much enjoy the threesomes with women. However, I said to Lewis that this has to be fair. Like I want to be able to have threesomes with another guy and you as well. And you have to, and like, if you're not okay with that, I don't think it's very fair to continuously just be doing them with women and then not me being able to experience other men as well. So that was definitely a conversation that we had. And luckily for me, you're okay with that because that is definitely something that I really want to kind of experience more as we go on. I think finding men is a lot harder than finding women. 
Um, just for the right reasons. I think it's both hard, but (laughs) 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 anyway, it's about that. But, and then going into kind of how like you initiate those conversations, I think this kind of also ties into our boundaries, but we kind of, this is something that kind of took a lot of time for us to figure out what we were comfortable with, but it kind of works with messaging. We kind of have this boundary, like once we've both kind of okayed the person, then we can kind of start initiating these conversations and seeing if they're interested and kind of being a little bit flirty, but we only sort of allowed to do that with people that we've both kind of okayed. Like for me, we had a guy that we were interested in the past doing it with. And it's like, I was okay to flirt with him a little bit. And Lewis was fine with that because we had both okayed him as an option. And then the same way with you and a previous woman that we've had an experience with, like you would flirt with her. Like it kind of just sets the mood and kind of gets that energy sort of started. But that was only something that was okayed after we had both approved of it. And both of us were very much aware of what was happening. We're very, we had very open transparency about that. Yeah. Um, I would love to actually kind of chat about our boundaries on this podcast, just so that if you are listening and you are in a relationship and you don't really know where where to start with your boundaries, we can kind of give you some examples of ours, just, I think, to get started. Mm. I don't have... Um I don't have too many. I guess the ones that do come to mind is what George just said. Just make sure you both approve um, before it. So um, because it's um, and when if you're once you sort of get into it, you know what we're talking about. Because um, I I was flirting with some um, some girls before Georgia was flirting with any guys, and I know that uh, that triggered her a little bit, and she got a little bit um, upset. And uh, I guess uh, it, it was a boundary for that. Um, but and then, then I I'll- then I found a guy and started flirting with yeah. it, and I was like. Oh, okay. It was kind of like this moment, like I didn't understand the need for it until I was kind of wanting to do it with a, with a male. And then I started doing it and I was like, I know what you mean now. It's like, it's not that I want someone to replace you. I don't want a new person instead of you. It's just nice having a bit of variety, like a different ice cream flavor is the example you use. But it's like, it's a very different feeling. You know, when you've been in a relationship for a long time, you're very much used to each other and you're very much in tune with absolutely everything. And when you then go and flirt with someone new, it's kind of like those feelings when you first started dating come back up. It's like you're nervous, like this is a new person. It's a little bit exciting. There's a bit of that adrenaline rush. And I had been triggered a little bit with you when we were finding women to do it with because we hadn't found a man yet. So I didn't really understand that until I started reaching out to men and I was like, oh, okay, I get, I get what you mean now. And I, and I, and it literally got rid of that trigger so quickly because I was like, I get it. This is not like, I, I'm not even thinking about my partner. I just want this new person. This is kind of just like, this is just a really exciting feeling. Mm. Yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> I, was uh, <laughs> I was reminiscing on, uh, on that, 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 that time for us, but like then coming back and actually just discussing it and being like, so to answer your question on the boundary side of things, we just okay both of each other before we guess flirt at a cheekier level. So like we're both we're, we're both okay sending um, the other person sending um, cheeky photos and flirty photos and videos to to potential people or people that we've yeah. both a- approved. We just have to kind of see it as well. Yeah, we just show each other what is being sent, and we both are okay with that. Yeah, and. I don't, I don't have really too much, uh, I guess, boundaries that really come to mind. Just communication is the, mm. the general overall thing to communicating. Um, like I said before, like 
what is uh, the do's and don'ts um, or I guess a boundary or maybe a rule that we have in place is we always meet up with the person before we jump into bed with them. So we always catch up for them, whether it's a coffee or they just come over to our house and we, 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 we catch up and chat with them. Um, but make sure, making sure you're not just jumping in, into it for those reasons because it is like at the end of the day, guys, it is your relationship and you're inviting someone into the most intimate part of your life. And if you're not bringing in the right person because you don't know, you don't really know what anyone's like and uh, like you know the person in your relationship so if they're just uh the person hypothetically might be like oh yeah i just get to sleep with this 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 uh, this guy's girl and this is gonna be sick this will be fun versus like look i really want to have an incredible experience with you guys like there's a big difference with that intention there so and yeah. finding someone who will also respect your boundaries and actually be respectful of your relationship is a really big things so that's why like for us meeting up with the person beforehand in a completely non-sexual way is really important just to make sure the vibes are right like make sure energetically that we both vibe with that person that we know that they're going to be respectful of our relationship and of what we're comfortable with like I know for me I had a couple of more boundaries than you did but it's kind of interesting kind of touching on what we were saying earlier about you know like I was getting triggered by the messages until I started reciprocating as insecurities kind of melted away in this relationship of mine some of my boundaries also have completely changed. Like I had boundaries up initially that were, they were from insecurities. They weren't because I didn't want to do that. It was coming from a place where I was trying to protect my, my ego, I think. So I know one of the boundaries I had was, you know, you can't finish from the other girl. Just say like that. Like if you're going to finish, you can't do it anywhere near her, on her, from her at all. That was a complete boundary I had. And that was purely an ego thing because I was like, no, you're mine. You can't, it's got to be me. Like I've got to be the best one. I've got to be the one that makes you come basically was kind of my attitude behind that. But then I think even in the first one, we did that completely went out the door. Cause I was like in the moment, completely fine with it. Like it, I realized in the moment that that was an insecurity thing. And when I'm really, when I was feeling safe and feeling, you know, sexy and comfortable in that environment, that completely went out the door. So that kind of brings us to another sort of thing that we really have with our relationship is debriefing. We debrief after each experience and we debrief like we kind of talk beforehand like so we have all the open communication but it's a really big thing that's come up is having these chats literally straight after the experience or as soon as possible to kind of go through every single thing that happened make sure we're all okay on the same page so that nothing is kind of kept inside and nothing can turn into a big thing I think that's a huge part of letting someone into your relationship in a sexual way is you've got to be on the same page after the experience as well. Otherwise that can turn into God knows what and how big of a problem. So I remember we had a debrief and that's kind of how the boundaries started to change because I was like, okay, this happened and I was actually okay with that. So maybe that's not a boundary that we need to have anymore. And I actually remember one of the other experiences we had with a girl, there was a tiny little moment where I felt a little bit left out and that was completely not on purpose by you guys but it bothered me in the moment Mm. and it was something that kind of played in my mind and I didn't actually talk to you about it straight after and it did fester into something bigger and it came up in a fight later so that was kind of when we realized okay debriefing is super super important and complete open transparent honesty is also incredibly important in those debriefs you have to tell your partner every single thing that's come up every emotion whether it's good or bad just so that you're on the same page because once we actually kind of had that conversation and I said, that's how I was feeling, you had no idea that that's how I was feeling and that was never your intention at all. And it was the tiniest little thing that I had overthought in my head and it turned into an insecurity. So then 
you know, when we had another experience, we literally debriefed that straight after as well. You were kind of like, okay, did you feel left out? Did any of this happen? And I was able to say confidently, no, I didn't. None of this was an issue. I want to kind of, so I was kind of wondering if there's anything that was on your mind for when we debrief, like any sort of questions that you would normally ask just to make sure that we're on the same page. It just always, I, I, I always ask, what was that experience like for you? Were there any red flags, any boundaries, anything, anything that uh, showed up for you? Because uh, I th- like, what's the, uh, what's the quote? It's like the, the work does more work on you than you do on it. So by going through it, um, you're going to be triggered. There's things going to show up. There's going to be those moments where you overthink or you guess, or you, you feel really insecure. Like you feel like really down on yourself and you're, um, you got to like, um, from, I guess from my perspective as well, like an expectation that I've put Oh, probably expectations, probably something we'll touch on, but having like an expectation of like having to satisfy both the girls and having to, uh, have them all finishing and and conquering the the, the women or whatever uh, perspective that I, that I've gone into with that and not having those expectations and being able to actually just be present and allow it to just go wherever it goes. If I'm sure you've touched on this in your podcasting on your episodes and like taking that expectation of finishing out of the equation and not mm-hmm. having that pressure on yourself. So I guess from a male perspective, because I guess it can be, look glamorous from from some I guess immature people that look at it in a way without going in with the right reason be like being oh that i'm just gonna have all these um girl girls to um come coming out and uh, coming at you and having having fun with them versus like having that pressure oh my god i've got to satisfy and please them. what if i don't last long enough what if i don't uh what if none of them finish what if i can't do it so removing your expectations from yourself of how it's meant to go that's probably something i struggle with the most that's probably the biggest thing that i do struggle with Mm. is having um having it all planned out having it it's meant to go this way it's meant to go this way and having all these expectations that that I think it's going to go down like. So just being able to sort of like switch off and be present is probably... Let go, get out of your head. Yeah. So that's probably... That's my personal sort of uh, thing that I, I, I've, I've experienced going through it and it still definitely shows up. Like it um, it, it it's still shows up day to day with just kind of life as a whole. But being able to just be present and switch off and let go and just allow the sort of animalistic side of you to sort of step in and, and embrace because that's the experience you're doing it for. Like ha- like with, for anyone listening, just think of the those passionate moments that you've had in your, your sexual uh, journey and it's like when you're in that moment and you've got that instinct over you and then having that and that's where having another energy involved that's the experience I guess that we're after and why mm. we're doing this so uh, I didn't really answer your question but I guess debriefing just making sure that both people feel comfortable um, discuss any challenges or any concerns or insecurities that showed up um, and work through that um, and I guess what what can we do differently or what can we do better for next time for the next experience that we have so just making sure everyone has felt seen, heard, understood, appreciated, um, validated for how they felt because you just you just don't know what's going to show up because I guess uh, a thing I've really enjoyed about our structure of our relationship, it's made us communicate and work on ourselves a shitload more than I guess some different structures would allow. So That's what I was actually yeah. going to bring up when you were talking about, you know, for yourself it was – you know, getting out of your head and like not overthinking, you know, your expectations and, you know, what you had to do and how it was going to go down and structuring it sort of plan by plan based on, you know, expectations that you've had in your head. And for me, it was very much getting out of my head again, but because of insecurities and because of feeling abandoned or left out. Something that I found has been really special with this relationship dynamic and something that I wasn't expecting is the amount of 
not only growth that we've both had individually, but the amount of growth we've had as a couple in terms of dealing with our triggers and in terms of dealing with our insecurities and being really open with each other about that. I feel like you've seen the scariest parts of me, like the parts of me that I would never normally share with anyone, like my insecurities, my things that make me feel really shit about myself. And again, those expectations with you, like I've seen that with you and we've been able to kind of heal those together, which I think has been really, really bonding. And this is what I've been kind of saying with these threesome experiences that we've had together as a couple, like, yes, they've been very sexually fun, but I've never felt so close to you after doing them because I think each time we do them, we become so much closer energetically, physically, mentally, because we're growing together as a couple. We're dealing with these triggers as they come up and we are forced to communicate them to really be open and transparent and start dealing with them and healing from them. And I think that's really special that we get to heal from them together. Mm. I agree. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I, I think we've, we've both come a long way. I think we address them as they show up and and the more the more environments that you put yourself in where you're going to be challenged and triggered more it's going to allow you to grow more so the more that you do get triggered from an experience with someone else or um overstepping a boundary or going over, or, or even recognizing a boundary that you didn't even have that's um i know something that we've experienced like you're going through something and then something happened that you didn't discuss because you're, you're not going to be able to have you're not going to know all your boundaries before you do do a couple of them mm-hmm. until you go through it and um yeah so it's uh yeah i guess we we both grow and um work on each other by doing this more frequently and uh yeah i i, I really believe it's brought us closer intellectually connectively emotionally it's just given us that level of trust with each other and yeah I don't yeah know. the trust is kind of next level i feel like it's one of those dynamics where if you don't trust each other it does not work so for this to have been working the way it has it makes me feel really special knowing that we have this level of trust and this deep trust that we can actually do these things together and have these experiences and that we can feel comfortable enough to do them. And I don't think a lot of this would have come if we didn't have this relationship dynamic. And I think if we had had a regular relationship dynamic, like completely monogamous, I actually don't think I would have been given an opportunity to work on a lot of these insecurities of mine. Like I healed from that really negative experience I had of the threesome when I was single, like I was saying in the beginning of the podcast where I was left out by doing these with you, I actually was able to heal and let that go. And I was able to just work on these insecurities that I had, this this fear of abandonment, this fear of being left out, this fear of not being good enough and this whole association of my worth being attached to my sexual my sexualness in general. And a lot of my healing in that area has come from this relationship dynamic, which I'm in, extremely grateful for. And I think that's something really, really special. And I feel like it's been an incredible opportunity doing this with you because we've both been able to learn so much about each other. And I actually do wonder sometimes if we didn't have this relationship dynamic, would I still be having those insecurities? Would I still be having those fears and those doubts? Would I still not trust you? Would I still be overthinking and super insecure and getting annoyed if you liked a girl, a girl's photo on Instagram? That's the thought that I've had before. What do you think? I think I would. I think this has actually propelled my healing journey for me, a lot of my healing, like I've said in previous podcasts, has been about healing my relationship with myself and my own self-worth and finding my own self-love from within rather than from external sources and from validation of men. And I think 
this kind of catapulted that journey. It really kind of threw me in the deep end. It's like, here, deal with your shit now or it's not going to work. Yeah, uh, it forces you to grow. Forces yeah. you to, uh, I guess, attack those insecurities as um, head on because, um, yeah, again, like something that I, I, I teach a lot in my content is um, is your triggers are your gifts. And when you're triggered, it, it reveals parts of you that you haven't healed from. So the more triggered you get, the more healing you do. So the uh, by going into it, as long as you're on the same page that you are a unit and your, your relationship is the utmost importance out of mm. all of it, like... We're if a team. You're, you're a team and you're, you guys are, are here because – and you both want to be here because you both want to enjoy the experience, of course. But at the for, uh, forefront is that your relationship is the, is the priority and it's not about mm. the person that you're bringing in or the people that you're bringing in. They're, they're coming into your relationship. Your relationship is the priority. Um and yeah, as long as you guys have that attitude and then you're willing to have obviously the debriefing, the open conversations, be honest when you're not okay with something, when something does sort of cross the boundary or something does, um, does I guess, set you off or something does not sit right with you that you bring it up straight away. As long as you guys have that attitude and you're willing to have the, excuse me, the the open and, and, and transparent communication, I think it's an incredible Gift. Yeah, yeah, gift and structure to pursue. Um, I guess I was thinking if you haven't touched on this in another podcast is how to have, how to, like if there's someone listening to this that wants to, they're either in one, uh, in a current relationship and they kind of want to start to open it up a little bit or maybe they're they're single and they want to have that conversation before they get started. I guess how, uh, what, what we could suggest or what we could add value in to do that. I know you're quite good at answering this question, but I I remember we talked about this in a previous podcast and I think something that was really important, if it was me in that situation, like just say if I was in a relationship and I wanted to open it up or I was single, I think something that's really, really important is making sure that your partner is included. So making sure that it's a mutual decision, but if you're the one bringing it up in that relationship, making sure that you word it in a way that makes them feel comfortable and makes them feel like this is something for both of you and that their opinion is valid and their needs are going to be met. Not not just kind of being like, hey, I want to experience other people and do you want to do that too? I don't think that's the right approach to do. It's got to be very much a respectful conversation. You've got to respect what they want and what they need as well because, again, you are in a partnership and the other person's opinion matters. And like we've said before, if if one person's in and the other person isn't, that's never going to work. Yep. Yep. I think to have the actual chat to it, I think uh, you've got to be really transparent. You need to come from the right intention. Like the intention needs to be, uh, or not needs to be, the intention uh, just needs to be genuine, needs to be authentic and you need to come from a place of like, look, I'm doing this for personal reasons. Obviously, you got to put yourself first. If like, because at the end of the day, guys, if you're in a relationship right now and you're not happy and you're biting your tongue and you're you're just, I guess, settling for what you've got, um, then like you're going to then not waste, but you're going to miss out on a lot of life that, you, you could live and like are you going to look back in the next 60 years and be like well i i'm happy i didn't pursue that or i didn't at least try or i didn't at least pursue it so um you got to be you got to uh be willing to speak up and be honest with yourself um and this this i guess this structure and this conversation is not for everyone but there are people out there i know people that are in, uh, in 
um, in, I guess, uh, monogamous relationships where they're interested in it or they want to at least explore it or they just want to have the conversation around it. It's not a make or break for them, but they are curious about it and they want to have that chat, but they're probably too scared or insecure or um, nervous about what the partner is going to react to by saying that. So, if you just approach it with absolute transparency, so the, the way I, I I would suggest if you're in a relationship, this is kind of how I would sort of look at approaching the conversation. Obviously, address your partner and say, hey, babe, can I have a really, um, can, I, can I be really open and transparent with you about something that I've been thinking about for a long time now? And though they might freak out and be like, shit, what's he talking about? Is he going to break up with me? Um, so um, just if you, if you ask for permission to be honest, then your partner would generally lower their walls down a little bit and just say, look, I've been, I've been thinking about this for a long time and I know it's hard for me to bring this up because because I know this can really hurt to hear what I'm about to say, but I'm saying this because it's been on my mind. And if I don't speak what's on my mind, it's going to internalize and it's going to affect our relationship. And honestly, I think it already has. But um, babe, um, it's something, honestly, I've been really thinking about having other experiences with other people together in our relationship. Because obviously, we've been together for X amount of years now. And honestly, I, I plan to be with you for the next 30 years. And like I just started to ask the question, are we both missing out on experiences with other people? just because we haven't had this chat and maybe you might be maybe you're interested and I just haven't had the courage to have the chat but I wanted to bring it up because I have had the thoughts I have had the the questions about whether I would like to experience other people and the answer is yes and I know that can hurt to hear and that takes nothing against away from our relationship I cherish our relationship but I just wanted to let you know that I have been thinking about having experiences with other people and I wanted to just bring that to you and see if you'd be open to incorporating that into our relationship with people together, male and female. And this comes back to obviously what it is that you want, um, if um, your orientation, but I just wanted to see if that is something that you'd be open to exploring with me. I'm not saying we have to have, have them today or next week or the week after, but it is something I definitely want to explore because I just think that we're both missing out on such incredible experiences with other people um, in our life. And I'm it's something I want to look into. So that's probably a way I kind of look at. Um, if you're single and you're uh, you're looking to obviously, I guess, uh, communicate that early on. I think you're just going to be upfront. There's just going to be because you don't want to lead people on. You don't want to get start dating and then bring it up if it's an absolute no for because it is an absolute no for someone and there's nothing wrong with that some people have their beliefs and they have their needs and wants and some people want to stay monogamous and have that and that is mm. totally fine but you just need to make sure that you are upfront about it so you got to bring it up before you actually start dating you got to say hey look i just want to be upfront with you um uh g um and uh babe and i um, the way I really, the vision I have for my relationship is to have an incredible intimate, um, tight, uh, relationship with an individual, um, with a singular person. Um, again, depending on what you want, you might want a full open relationship and maybe we can touch on maybe the uh, kind of different sort of spectrum of open versus like, I guess what we have, mm. we have a bit of a hybrid version of it. Um, and just, uh, just say, just be upfront and say, look, I, my vision for my relationship is to have experiences with other people and that includes with it with with my partner or without my partner some people have full open ones where they have uh they sleep with other people separately that's or not, date other people yeah or they date other people they have There's uh, heaps of dynamics yeah. that can happen there's so many. So you got to be upfront, I guess, with what you want and you just got to be upfront about it because if they say no, that's good and they you don't stay together, at least you figure that out before you got two months into it or th- two years into it and then a house and then kids and then you bring up the conversation. So yeah, it's definitely a lot easier if you do it from the start. But if you're in a relationship now, there's nothing wrong with speaking your mind because at the end of the day, like 
in 60 years, hypothetically, your partner passes away and you've missed out on those experiences. Mm. And it's something that you, if it's something you truly wanted, you've just missed out on your life. Yeah. I think that's a really, really great way to approach it. And I think as well, just making sure that I think doing a little bit of self-reflection before you even have that conversation, like really make sure you're de- like, this is definitely what you want to do and make sure that you want to do it for the right reasons. I think is really important. If it's a selfish reason and you don't even care if your partner's involved, I think it's worth having some reflection time and just really figuring out, okay, where is this coming from? Why do I feel like this? Why do I want to have this? And making sure that it is the right decision before you even bring up that conversation um, because you kind of don't really want to have that conversation and it's just kind of been like a little a little like light bulb in your mind. Really make sure you're clear on that that's what you want before you even bring up that conversation. We kind of touched on the different relationship dynamics. I was thinking that maybe we could describe what our relationship dynamic is and then we could kind of touch on the other types of relationships. Like there's so many different types of relationships out there. I mean, you've got monogamous, which is kind of the standard. You've got polyamorous relationships, open relationships. I know a lot of people think that open relationships just kind of encompasses all of them. For us, I think we don't really have a label, but I was speaking to a friend of mine who has a very similar relationship dynamic that we do I think what works for us if you wanted to label it is ethical non-monogamous so we have experiences together as a couple we don't do anything separately and that again with that conversation that you were just talking about being upfront about it in the beginning that was something that I was very upfront with as well I was like okay I'm I'm down to have experiences together as a couple threesomes orgies whatever whatever it is that you want to have who knows what we're going to have in the future but I was very, very clear that I did not want a fully open relationship. I did not want to have separate experiences. Like I didn't want you to go off and separately sleep with a girl without me. I didn't want to go off and separately sleep with a guy without you. I didn't want to be dating other people. I very much wanted it to be like we as a couple share these experiences. And I was extremely upfront about that in the beginning of our relationship when you brought this up, because if that was going to happen, I just don't think myself personally, it's just not something that I wanted. And I had to make sure that you were on the same page with me as, as well. And we did that in that very first conversation that we had. And you were okay with that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of one of those things. You've got to be kind of clear on what you want. And again, these relationships are something that they can evolve over time. I mean, who knows where we'll be in 10, 20 years. Maybe I'll change my mind about opening up more. But I feel like you've got to be willing to continuously be having these conversations and checking in with each other about, okay, are we happy? Is this what we want? Do we want to evolve this? And just be open to potential change. Yeah. Just I, I, I like the point that you said, like you don't you don't have to label it. And there's no like what the thing with the relationship, you can have it whatever you want. You're like whatever structure you want, if you want to have a one where you one person's um you you can uh, experience other people separately you can't you you do them together you don't you have you do it uh once a year once a month once a week once uh, once a day it does like there's no there's no there's no rules there's no like laws saying you have to do it this way you have to do it this way it's like whatever you want to do and however you want your relationship to to be you just need to be able to communicate that and find someone who wants the same thing there's always compromise there's always um it always evolves just like what you said like as you work on yourself and you dissolve and and melt away those insecurities you you um it might change but as long as you're clear i guess 
what it is, what are your non-negotiables and what you're looking for. And you can communicate that transparently and be absolutely upfront with each other. Just like I was upfront with you and you're upfront straight back to me and then be able to navigate the relationship together and wherever it goes and wherever it ends up together. And you're in there as a team and you're there to serve and you're there for the relationship. Um, then I think you're going to have a good, good, good fucking time. So. Mm. Yeah, I think that's just really important to remember that you don't have to label everything and you can change the rules up no matter what it are, what they are and you don't have to fit into a stereotypical definition of, you know, an open relationship, a polyamorous relationship. And I think that's a really important thing to remember. Like the rules can change as your relationship changes and you can just completely make up what you want for your own relationship. You don't have to fit into a box of what society thinks you should do or what, you know, the polyamorous community thinks you should do. You can just do whatever feels right for you guys, but just make sure you're on the same page. 100%. Absolutely. Now, the last thing I want to touch on very quickly is this podcast has definitely sort of been aimed at relationships. Mm -hmm. I would love to know if you had any advice for a single person listening to this podcast who just wants to have threesomes. They don't want to get into a relationship. They just want to experience other people as a single person or they potentially want to experience couples as a single person. What kind of advice would you have for them? Uh, communicate very, very well. Uh, use dating apps. There's communities like this. There's um, there's certain apps uh I think it's called Red Hot Pie. I think is the is the is the name. We were on that for a very short period of time. It wasn't for us because we were looking for sort of different types of people for us. Um, there's there's like meetup groups. There's things like you gotta you gotta get involved in that sort of that area of life if that's what it is that you want. Uh, be respect other people's relationships. Respect where they're um what it is that they're wanting. Um, and. I guess build a genuine, it depends on how you want it. Like I, I would personally be someone who would want to build a connection with some, with a certain couple, because the thing is, it's like, once you like for us, once we find someone that we've really had a great experience with and some of the experiences aren't going to be exactly what you wanted, or they just might not be the flavor of ice cream that it is that you wanted. Uh, but when you find one, you're like, that was really awesome. Then you can have it regularly. So it's not like you have to find a new person every single time. Yeah, you, you could can, have your own fuck buddy. Yeah, so um yeah, with your, with your relationship. So you can have your um yeah, so probably just spend time actually getting to know the people and respect that you're going into um their um you're going into their the most intimate part of their mm -hmm. life, their relationship. So mm -hmm. just be utmost respectful for them and understand their boundaries and everything that we spoke about today. So yeah, those would be my tips for you. Mm, I think those are some very very good ones. I know my, I myself have had experiences with threesomes in the past where I was single and it was before I was with you and they weren't great. So if you are single listening to this podcast, I would definitely say just make sure you're having it with the right people. If you are wanting to have threesome experiences, group sex experiences while you're single, I think it's really important. You've got you've got the luxury while you're single to not have to worry about anyone else besides yourself. So put yourself first. Make sure you're doing it with the right people. I definitely didn't do it with the right people. I was not made to feel comfortable. I didn't feel like I could be myself and it was definitely not about my pleasure or my orgasms. So, you know, I'm very, very adamant about making sure you are vocal about having your own orgasms and putting yourself first. So if you are single and wanting to try threesomes, I highly recommend it because you can learn a lot about yourself. Like we've kind of touched on in this whole podcast, but be very clear about who you want to do it with. Have your own boundaries. Even if you're single, have your boundaries and stick to them and make sure you're doing it with the right people for the right reasons. So I think I'm going to end the podcast on that note. Thank you so much for being on this one, baby. I really appreciate that. Um, 
And again, if you guys got a lot of value out of this podcast, I would love for you to message me. Let me know your feedback. I am always willing to receive any messages from you guys. I absolutely love hearing from you. And that is all for today's podcast. And I will see you in the next one. Oh, 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 oh,